I'm delighted to welcome Ryan Konigsberg from DMVR to the show. Ryan, thanks a lot for taking time to come on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, starting to count down the days, so we're out there with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, less than four weeks away now to the Broncos land in London. I'm sure you guys are buzzing and you know, we are as well. I know there'll be a lot of Broncos fans over here getting their the taste of the Broncos for the first time in, in real life, so it's... Uh, Definitely an exciting time for a lot of us. Um, we'll get on to what DMVR's plans are for London in a little while, but I, I suppose we should talk about what the Broncos are doing on the field as well. Uh, four weeks into the new era as it is, what have you kind of made of what's been going on so far? Obviously, the Broncos sat at two and two. Yeah, you know, I think if we were able to rewind and go back in time, we would have different expectations for this team. Um, and it's so hard when all these exciting moves happen in the off season, not to just imagine, Hey, they're just going to turn on, turn it on, flip the switch and start winning like crazy. And I think, you know, you hearken back to the Peyton Manning era when they started two and three and you look around, um, you know, uh, when Tom Brady got to Tampa Bay, they started three and two. Well, that's what the Broncos have an opportunity to do. And remember they got blown out by the saints early on uh, when Tom got to Tampa. So, you know, it feels a lot worse than it really is. I think just because everyone thought offense is going to be clicking and they're going to be ready to roll. And, you know, this team is just going to go off. And, and I was guilty of that as well. Uh, and, and I think now what you're starting to realize is this is these things take time. And one of the main things that I tweeted out and I've been talking about on the podcast is the culture. Like it takes time to build a winning culture. This team has, you know, a, a losing culture that they're trying to get rid of first. And so you don't just go straight from losing culture to winning culture. It takes a little bit of time. And I think that's what you're seeing right now is is this team working to relearn some bad habits. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett in particular seems to be catching a lot of a flat, not just from Broncos fans, but from the national media as well. Obviously, we know the well-publicised errors in in the first couple of weeks. They seem to have been cleared up, but still kind of catching a flat. What What are your kind of views on Hackett's start to life as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, it's really tough when you're on national TV in your first ever game and you make a massive mistake, and, and that's what he did. And um, it's going to take a long time for him to reverse that narrative if he's ever going to, because, you know, uh, I always say this, no matter the sport, the narratives get written in the first couple of weeks of the season. The first stage of the season is when all these narratives get written. And so the narrative is written. Nathaniel Hackett's dumb. He sucks. All this stuff. Uh, I don't think it's true at all, but it's the, it's the world that he has to live in now and he has to work with, through it. You mentioned it. The last couple of weeks have been a lot better. Penalties continue to be an issue. It's one of the hardest things to evaluate for me when it comes to penalties is, is it oftentimes gets put on the coaching staff and that, you know, you say you want a more disciplined team and the coaching staff needs to do a better job of that. And I think that's true to an extent, but also at a certain, at a certain point, the players just have to play clean. Uh, and I don't think there's anything a coach can necessarily do to stop it. If guys are, you know, getting grabby or whatever it may be. So I think it's very much the same as what I'm saying about the team as a whole. It's not as bad as it seems for Nathaniel Hackett. It was just so loud and early with his mistakes that now it's going to bleed over and he's going to have to do a lot of winning if he ever, you know, is able to do it. He's going to, it's going to take a lot of winning before people change their mind on him. And Russ as well, obviously he's not had the greatest start to life, but you know, we saw signs last week, I think of, 
of improvement from the offence and from Russ. Um, although it's been a, a funny quirk, it seems the Broncos have won the two games in which Russ was at his worst and lost the two where he, he seemed to move, move the ball the best. Yeah, it's really interesting. But the common thread in those two games that they won was a game-winning fourth-quarter drive from Russell Wilson. Uh, and that is – that's the Russell Wilson experience, man. Like, it is – I know a lot of people here uh, are used to Peyton Manning, and so when you get a great quarterback, you expect it to look somewhat similar to that. It's never been that for Russell Wilson. He has always been a guy who makes big plays on third downs, extends plays with his feet, uh, and then when push comes to shove in the fourth quarter, you know, pulls something out of his hat – uh, and, and pulls out a win. So that Texans game, you know, they get a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. The Niners game, they get a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. In hindsight, you'd like to see what would have happened if they go forward on fourth down against the Seahawks. You might have had another game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. And finally, this last Sunday, he gives that great drive early in the fourth quarter to give the Broncos a chance in the game. And I firmly believe if the Broncos get the ball back after that, uh, in a one-score game, he goes down and leads them to a victory. So this is this is what it's like with Russ. Um, I've told people it's more like John Elway than Peyton Manning. Got, got a lot of people mad because they're like, this doesn't look like John Elway. But if you go back and look, you know, just even just watch the YouTube video of John Elway's greatest comebacks, you'll notice a common thread. They're down big in the fourth quarter, and they have very few points. It's like, you know, his first ever comeback, they're down 19-0 in the fourth quarter. He leads three straight touchdown drives to win 21-19. Uh, you know, uh, the drive, the, the, you know, they're trailing 20-13 to 13 going into that late in the fourth quarter. Like, it, it's not always been pretty for him, or it wasn't always pretty for him, and it's certainly not always pretty for Russ, but it, it can be exciting. So it sounds like we shouldn't be firing everyone and uh, writing the season off like uh, some of Twitter seems to think we should be then. Yeah, it's crazy to me seeing people, you know, write the obituary on the season four games in when they're two and two. Even if they were one and three, I could kind of understand people starting to panic. But, uh, you know, this is a team that can has a lot of room for growth and a lot of room to get better. And you saw, the, you know, the 49ers last night, that looked like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, they're giving up 11 and a half points per game right now through four games. Uh, and, you know, the one game that they gave up the most points was 19 to the Bears in that weird, you know, slip and slide slop fest in Chicago. So <clears throat> they held the Rams to nine points. They held the Seahawks to seven points. They held the Broncos to 11. The only difference between that is the Broncos found a way to, to hold them to 10. So that, you know, that win was impressive to me. Um, They've been in every game late. Uh, I think that a lot of this is the anxiety that Broncos fans have over being bad for so long, spilling over onto this year's team. Uh, and I think they need a little bit of time to, you know, progress and uh, and grow under a new coaching staff before we decide to uh, to bury them. What does seem to be an age-old problem for the Broncos in, in the recent years is injuries, and we've seen that strike quite significantly this week. Randy Gregory, you know, he's going to be out for four weeks, perhaps more significantly, you know, Javante Williams. Given what else has happened in the, the running back room over the last week, I think maybe at one point on Sunday, Melvin Gordon's obituary was being written on his time in Denver by many. And suddenly now he's going to be presumably the starter on Thursday. What do you make of how the Broncos running game looks going forward now? 
Yeah, the injuries are just so, such a bummer. And, and it's one thing when a guy suffers, you know, an injury and he's out for the season. But the Javante Williams one is even scarier than that, just in terms of, um, you know, essentially tearing all the ligaments in his knee. Uh, and that's going to be a long road back for him, which just sucks. Um, but as for the running game, it's funny, you know, you mentioned it. Like, I, I was. I was one of those people who, who said, that's it for Melvin in Denver. Uh, and uh, spoke too soon. Uh, because I do believe that it now fall, falls on his shoulders. And I said this on our podcast yesterday, and I, and I know that not everyone's going to get behind this, and, and I know it's tough to swallow for some people, but I think it's never uh, been more important than it is right now for Broncos country to get behind Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, he needs positive energy. He doesn't need the fans booing when he gets the ball or anything like that. Uh, it's just going to make things difficult. And, you know, I think there is a little bit of him that's in his own head when it comes to securing the football, like, we need it. We need to try and rally around him. So that's coming from someone who was ready to, to never see him, you know, put on the orange and blue again. I'm, I'm changing my own tune. I think some other people can get behind it. The thing is Melvin Gordon is a very good running back with a one very bad problem. Uh, and if he can find a way to at least minimize, you know, that problem to one, maybe two more the rest of the season. And I realize this is a guy who's got five in his last five games. Um, then this running game can still be successful. The difficult part here is that without him, I don't know if the running game can be successful. He's, he's certainly the best runner you have now. Latavius Murray, maybe he can make a difference. He did have a nice game for the Saints. He's also 32 years old, which is, which is old for a running back. So I don't think you're going to be counting on him as the feature back going forward. So you kind of have to cross your fingers and hope that Melvin gets it together. And I said it, you know, yesterday, I'll say it again. As a human, I hope that happens for him because I think it would be a cool uh, redemption story. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously the fact it's a short week doesn't help Latavius Murray's uh, having any involvement. Kind of looking ahead to, to Thursday night, what do you kind of see the Broncos doing in that game against the Colts back at home? I can't imagine Latavius Murray playing really at all, um, considering the fact that not only is it a short week, but he's just traveled back from London. Um, so, you know, he's still dealing with that. Usually you have a bye week after you go to London, not a game four days later. Uh, so I don't think it would even be right or a good idea to play him on Thursday. Um, I think you're going to get a heavy, heavy dose of Melvin Gordon as long as he secures the ball I'll knock on wood uh and you're gonna see Mike Boone get in there as well I think there's a chance that if Mike Boone has a hot hand and obviously he's capable of running the ball well at the NFL level I think there's a chance that you know he gets the lion's share of the carries but my guess would be that Melvin is the featured back on Thursday uh and I really wouldn't imagine seeing Latavius Murray much at all yeah, well, if nothing else, Latavius Murray can be a, a tour guide in a, a few weeks' time <laughs> when the Broncos come back over, can't he? Um, but as for London, you guys are obviously going to be coming over with the Broncos as well. Uh, you've got lots planned for that week. Do you want to kind of tell us a bit about what you're going to be doing? Yeah. Uh, first of all, cannot wait. I'm so excited to to see everyone, and I know I've gotten a lot of message of people who want to see us, so... We're going to have lots of opportunities to do that. Um, we're going to probably fly over on Monday and, uh, and be there set up and ready to go on Tuesday. And so keep an eye out for this because we haven't finalized exactly where we're going to be yet. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and possibly Friday afternoon, we're going to have just free meetups. Uh, we're hoping to host a live show at a pub 
or a cool spot around London um, and, you know, really just have that be an open invite to anyone to just come by, say hi, have a beer. Uh, then starting Friday afternoon is when we, or Friday evening is when we, we planned our big events. And this was something there was a lot of demand for uh, from people that were traveling out there, people that were out there. It's like, hey, can you put together like a series of events? And so we did it. Uh, and I uh, was a bit surprised uh, by the prices of a lot of these things. So if you, you know, go to our page and see uh, the cost, it's because the cost for us was really high. But yeah, exactly. That's what everyone told us. And, uh, and they were right. Um, but we do have a really cool series of events planned. And I know a lot of our, a lot of people have already jumped in on it and uh, hoping to see more as we get closer. So Friday night, we're doing a booze cruise down the river there in London. Um, really excited for that. Should be right around sunset. Uh, your ticket comes with four drinks included. Uh, it's about a four-hour ride. So, you know, there's a drink an hour for you. Uh, excited about, like, that should be just like a big meetup for Broncos fans from all over the world. Uh, and from there, who knows what we end up doing after that. Saturday morning. Or early afternoon, we have uh, the the big double decker bus tour. In uh, this one, probably isn't as appealing to people who live over there, and so there's a reason we included two packages. One, which doesn't include the bus tour, because I assumed that you know it's not as cool uh, riding on a double decker bus around London and seeing the sights for people who live there. Uh, so that one, um, excited about that. That's kind of the the way to like go see all the touristy sites and we'll have it's a private guided bus tour so they'll you know they'll let us stop and go off and take instagram pictures and all that good stuff uh then saturday night we're doing our pep rally and this should be really cool it's just a way to get everyone together riled up excited make broncos country's presence felt uh there in downtown london it's going to be in leicester square which i've heard amazing things about uh, and, and can't wait to do that. And then after the pep rally, we're actually going to do kind of just an informal, informal bar crawl around that area because we've been told there's tons of really, really cool pubs to go see over there. Uh, so excited for that. And that all leads up to Sunday morning uh, when we're going to have our big tailgate uh, over at the Green Man Pub. That is going to be an all-inclusive experience if you get the DNVR tickets, which is cool. All of your food, all of your drinks included before the game. Uh, and then our plan is to get everyone to leave at the exact same time because I know it's a little bit of a walk to the stadium and just have a big march up there, do some Broncos chants, all that cool stuff uh, as we make our way up to the stadium. Yeah, that all sounds brilliant. Is there still tickets available for people? Where, where do they go and get those from? Yeah, there are still tickets available. Uh, and depending on the event and essentially what – events you want to go to um we have been able to make a few special exceptions i know there's like we have two big packages available right now or get the tailgate tickets um but if you're if you're looking to do one or two things you can always email uh email us at any of our you know various email channels including info at thednvr.com or spencer at allcitynetwork.com who's in charge of our events um but or you can just dm me on twitter and i'll help take care of you as well that's what a lot of people have been doing um you can go to dnvr.eventbrite.com that's where we have it listed there and you'll see it's called the london road trip um and we're super super excited for it and like i said we you know we can be we can accommodate a little bit uh in terms of you know different needs for different people but 
would love to see as many people get in on the full package because the full package comes with a DNVR shirt, which is limited edition for London, um, a DNVR sticker pack, which is limited edition for London, and also a, a, a collector's item pin uh, on top of a bunch of other stuff that you'll get from, from uh, our partners that, you know, everyone's heard of on our podcast before. So uh, really excited for that. But uh, yeah, can't wait to see everyone. Can't wait to do these events. Can't wait to uh, host some informal meetups throughout the week to make sure, uh, you know, I just want, there's so many DNVR fans across the pond that have really been with us from like the very beginning. And I want to make sure that anyone who hoped to see us or wanted to run into us gets the chance. And obviously I want to run into all those people and thank them for supporting us all this time as well. So uh, cannot wait. Yeah, that all sounds amazing, and uh, we can't wait to have you guys and all the Broncos. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Broncos fans making a trip across across the pond with you, and hopefully we give you all the a great welcome, and uh, you enjoy your time in London, and then hopefully the Broncos put on a show on the field for us all at Wembley as well. Yeah, absolutely. This is all, this is going to be my first time going to Europe at all. Um, so I'm I'm really excited uh, just to experience it, and I've heard such amazing things about London. I I just can't wait to to see uh, lay eyes on it myself. Yeah, I'm sure you'll enjoy it, and uh, just hopefully the Broncos don't let you down at the end of the week. But yes. uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a great time, whatever happens on the field, because London is yeah, it's an incredible city. So yeah, that all sounds great. Uh, for everyone who wants to get involved, we'll put the links in the uh, description to this podcast so you can get on all that and yeah keep your eyes up for more details on the informal meets that ryan mentioned there so yeah that'll just about do us for now ryan thanks a lot for coming on today thanks thanks a lot for having me bro